Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 180 of the Picas Variety Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anamaly. Hello. And this week, uh, Tree Raids out. <laughs> we, uh... All I've been doing. Yeah, I mean, that and Mythic Plus, is, it's kind of the week. Um, like that, Mythic Plus, work, sleep, you know. Exactly. Um, so that's going to be the, the main thing that we're talking about today is the Race of the World First, uh, obviously going on right now. They are chain wiping on Tintral. Uh, turns out that boss is... I don't even know what the right word for that is. Uh, rough. Rough. Difficult. Yeah. Annoying. Lots of like, don't do the mechanic and you die immediately. Damn, it's always fun. I mentioned a few of these things in my notes about it when we talked about yeah. PTR testing of Mythic Tindril. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we also, obviously, uh, both of us have have set foot in the raid at this point. We can talk about our own progression. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, why don't we just? You mentioned like maybe we just talk about our progression in the context of the race. You want to jump yeah. into like kind of how the race has gone so far? Yeah, we can. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, um, I think the race is gone how we expected. They spent literally what three full days in splits and Mythic Plus. At least the World First guilds did. Um, but interestingly, we saw I think Instant Dollars make a ton of progress. Like, I think they were what six of nine by the time Liquid stepped in. Yeah. Um, so they they crushed the early bosses, which is interesting because like it's funny. Um, looking at progression, it seems like first boss, very cool. Uh, not as big of a pushover as I think we thought, but it, it's a cool boss. Second boss, significantly harder. Um, almost like it, an early wall, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, but then you get to Volacross, Vol, Vol and that's a that was one shot by ID and literally everyone else behind them. Yeah. <laughs> which is just wild. Um, but no, they it seems like, you know um the first really like six bosses kind of pushovers for most of the world first guilds um boss seven smolder on uh a little bit of trouble about what it, what was liquid at like a, slightly over 100 poles i want to say or just around there yeah let me i don't um, know the exact number uh method um, got it in 95 echo got it in 53 and i gotta find i gotta scroll down to find liquid because they killed it they killed it first they've been pushed off yeah. the leaderboard like updates uh liquid got it in 57 Okay, so a lot less than I thought. Yeah. yeah, I was I was looking at methods number and thought that was similar. Um, but yeah, so a first little little mini wall. That one was an interesting boss because I know Liquid ran into a bug with the orbs. Um, yeah, when they were on it, so they spent I think probably a solid like two three hours in Mythic Plus while they waited for the the bug to get resolved, and then they went back in. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting. A lot. Um, class balance very interesting. We'll say um, that's a word. Yeah, the very a lot of a lot of BM hunters out of the blue, uh, crushing. Um, I don't lots of ro rogues. I don't know that any like BM hunter BM hunt was going to be the best spec in the game. Not on my bingo list or bingo card at all. Yeah, if if you were looking at the numbers people were posting from PTR stuff, BM hunter was the best spec in the game. It still is like yeah. arguably the best spec in the game um it's actually kind of wild the rehabilitation of of specifically beast mastery hunter like obviously beast mastery is a range spec but 
almost exclusively instant casts you can opt mm -hmm. into like one singular cast time spell in wailing arrow if you have a need for it it's not part of most people's builds um but previously bm hunter was good but one note like strong defensives which was not yep. historically the case it used to be weak they got a bunch with the new talent trees now it's strong uh but they were one note you could either do really good sustained single target on a single target without switching or you could do really good sustained aoe and completely different talent builds so you couldn't do both at the same time yeah now they have great burst aoe great burst single target just superb single target damage across the board and they can have all of that while playing the single target build basically they exactly. you trade off a little bit of the aoe to get the the single target stuff but like it's it's just phenomenal yeah now they did they were they're doing very well and it's actually it's funny too the other the other side of this too is we see a resurgence of melee specs like there's yeah. enhancements shamans there's rogues DHs, a feral, I think, has been. Yeah. And a there lot is of like, currently uh, a feral druid in Liquid's comp for Tindril Mythic. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it's I, it's very uh, not as, I mean, I don't know if we had an opinion on if it was a bad melee raid, but a lot more melee, I'll say, than yeah. I was expecting. Like, typically, your list, your limit's like five. And I think, I think both Liquid and Echo are running something like, well, I think Echo's running a couple less, but Liquid's running seven melee yeah. DPS characters. Yeah. Um, um, there's a few things in this fight or in these fights that uh, try and pick ranged and melee DPS specifically if you have enough of each. So like uh, Volcaros is an early example of this. The circles that go on people that are group soaks on mythic. Um, if you have enough ranged and melee on each side, then mm -hmm. you will get one in melee and one in ranged every time. Which kind of makes that a lot easier to do like you have your your melee pile and your ranged pile and your melee helps soak the melee one and the ranged helps soak the ranged one and everything's chill yeah um and so but that only works if you have like 10 total melee out of 20 people right yeah including tanks and, and melee healers like miss Beaver. so mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah. No, it's it, it's definitely a an interesting raid in terms of who they're bringing, um, at least class wise. So, and yeah, and then we can extend this even to like healers. Like, I think every guild in the top ten is running uh, pretty much a similar comp of like Mistweaver, Holy Paladin, Double Disc. I think we knew Disc was going to be strong at the top end. Yeah. Um, Holy Paladin always going to be there. To me, Mistweaver. I mean, a little biased. I thought Mistweaver was strong enough to be in these comps, but um, but yeah, pretty much consistently across the board, you'll see a Mistweaver. And you know, Holy Paladin, at least one disc priest. I think there's a couple of guilds up there. No BDGG typically didn't run double discs. They only have the one disc person, so yeah. they've got a, a evoker, preservation evoker. I think in some of their comp stuff, but um, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, think healer wise, Mistweaver. I think if you didn't play Mistweaver, it's a slight surprise. But um, but no, it's nice to see them up there. Um, it just kind of sucks because now my guild's like, why aren't you as good as you said you were, Anomaly? And I'm like. Never said I was good. I'm just straight trash. <laughs> um, but now they have some like world first people to compare me to. It looks, I look real bad. Um, no, but I, I think it's, it's cool to see like a little bit of a shakeup and we'll say a, a single spot in the healer meta has changed. since last. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not so, double Holy Paladin, double disc priest again. Yeah. Or another shot, like another like year of shaman being 
in this. There stuff, are so. some resto shaman showing up in here too. People were real doomers about resto shaman. Yeah. Um, I guess not so many in the world first comps. There are a bunch. I was looking through comps for early mythic bosses. There are resto shaman kills. Um, people yeah. are like, "Oh, resto shaman's dead. It's terrible." And yet, people are still getting through the first several bosses with one. So you know, can't be that bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been. I think healer healer balance as as we look across this tier, generally probably be considered pretty good. Um, I think disc disc now with like some of their rework and, their, and even their force set, their their set bonus is really strong. Uh, this tier, so that is going to push them at the high end to be really good. I think it's for mid tier guilds probably not as crazy. Um, still still requires some some level of uh, ability to 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 um to play, but yeah, no, it yeah. seems pretty good pretty good so um but cool yeah so that's i mean that's the race i mean it's been to be expected tons of splits the first couple of days i think liquid was saying like 30 they did 36 normals uh <laughs> and something like 30 plus or around 30 ish um that's wild yeah uh not uh yeah about 30 ish like normal or heroic runs or something there, so, there's yeah, also like, like um Kind of on that note of all the splits, they buffed heroic Phyrek. Dude, I'm so pissed about this. Um, yeah, yeah, you get to experience the weekend raider pain now. Um, oh, dude. Yeah, it was so. Here, the funny thing is, so this, this is this is the actual part that annoys me. Is so as a part of our own progress like we did we basically started with normal did eight of nine normal um didn't kill firak on normal because sort of trying to min max slightly curios essentially right okay so uh went eight of nine normal and then went um six didn't kill smolderon so went six of nine heroic in on tuesday essentially and then we're getting ready to go into what or thursday raid because it's our second raid of the week we knew we were probably going to flex Firek at some point, right? We knew we were going to get to both Firek kills unless we were going to do a flex day. So on Wednesday or on Thursday, we're like, well, let's start with Mythic, kill Gnarl Root since it seems like a slight pushover, like handful of pulls, and then go back into Heroic and, and Normal and clean it up. Um, literally, as we kill Gnarl Root and are starting into our Heroic clear, the Firak buffs come out. I'm yeah. just like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like, I get it. I mean, like, what they buff, like, looking at the actual buffs, I think it, there's only one of them that actually impacts the fight. Like, the other buff, the way they did buff a couple abilities, I think yeah. the majority of the ones they did buff are, like, avoidable mechanic ones, where, like, you can avoid the damage present in that ability. So, like, it being buffed by 40% just means that, like, you have to play well. Yeah, you have to not which get is hit fine. by it, basically. So that's Swirling Firestorms uh, are the... Mm -hmm. They're just fire tornadoes. You don't... They buff the damage of them by 60%, just don't get hit. Like basically yeah. they were like, well, you're not getting punished enough for getting hit by these avoidable mechanics. Up the punishment. Uh Blaze, mm -hmm. same deal. Those are the Sylvanas lines on heroic Phyrak. Um, and then they buffed the only two changes that I think are actually impactful, like you said. Burning scales damage increased by 40%. This is the ticking raid damage while Phyrak is in dragon form. Uh, so this is during the first intermission. This is while he does his strafe runs on the platform. This is in phase three. Uh, that raid damage is higher. Uh, significantly higher. Uh, I think people are like seven, like on a 30 person raid of this encounter, they are doing eight healers. It's it's a little bit crazy. Yeah. 
Then the the last thing that I think is impactful is there it, they added an additional occurrence of blaze the blaze mechanic in phase three. Um, mm-hmm. So phase three specifically, like you you have these seeds that people pick up. They're like Halandra's bombs, and you need to carry them around and keep them alive uh, in order to make it to the phase. And you can use one at a time to give you protection from one of the boss's abilities. Bla- adding it an extra set of blazes uh, just makes it harder to keep them safe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a weird mid week heroic buff. Cause this, this came out Wednesday or Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like during the day on Thursday. It was like came out as we were raiding, like as we were killing gnarl root, like this, this came out. So yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly excited about this. I don't like this idea. Like, this might have been something where if they did think Firework was a little too easy, buff it week two, buff it at reset. Like I'm always for like reset changes, but um but yeah, no, it's uh it sucks. Yeah, the weekend guild issue. So we're gonna go back in tonight um for the flex stuff. So we'll have normal and, and heroic Firework to kill tonight. So we'll see how that goes. Um but the fight looks fun. I'm not excited about healing ads. Yeah. Um, but uh but we'll see. Yeah, we are also so we we did uh we're we're officially three three or i guess like 2.5 nights on week one we did a two-hour raid on wednesday to get through normal okay uh we just did all of normal um and that includes firak and then on Mm -hmm. friday at our normal raid time we went through the first eight of heroic okay um so we what we have on the docket for tonight is heroic firak which i think we're tackling first um Mm -hmm. just because like the single biggest upgrade for but like the team is getting those tier tokens from yeah. the AOTC achievement. Uh, we have a few people that have gotten 2k uh IO from doing keys. Um mm-hmm. but far fewer than are actually on the team. So it's gonna be like killing heroic fire act is gonna give like 20 people a tier set, right? A, a two set bonus yeah which then makes uh no root and hopefully agira like agira is a little bit of a stretch like you were mentioning earlier agira is a wall uh very much an early wall um but it's also one where we were seeing like the level of gear that liquid have which is a lot higher than ours uh yeah uh they were entirely skipping the final phase yeah which you know, that at least tells us that we should be, we will have the DPS to kill the boss. We just will probably have to do part or all of the last phase. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think that's the one fight where, like, the more gear you get, the easier it gets. Yeah. But, yeah, no, we looked at that too, because we were, I think our raid in general is at like four, still at like four, fifth, like four, mid 450s, I want to yeah, say. That's around where so we still are. like, yeah, so and then like they walk in at 470, 471. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like 20 eye level, like 15 eye level, yeah. and they cross the entire raid is just wild to me. So no, yeah, they um yeah, so we'll we we might do an extra mythic raid. I think Monday we were talking a little bit about it, depending on comp, just to sort of get a little bit ahead. But yeah, I think our goal tonight is is fire act dead in, in normal and heroic. So we'll see. But the, the race seems fun. I mean, Tindril seems like a, a fun fight. Like I, I thought just in general, my recap, like I thought I'd hate the dragon riding part of it, but I think it's fine i know mythic adds an additional piece of dragon riding right. i don't know if that's going to be fine but um yeah at least on heroic it seems fine the healing boss so the what is that laradar 
Well, one um, of the two healing bosses. One of the two healing bosses. Lardar, not that bad as a healing boss. I think it makes sense. I think it's helped by the fact that they put the ads in the boss frames. Yes, absolutely. Which I think is super cool. I think it's also cool that like you get to clear more of the area the longer you keep those ads around. So the more health the ads can funnel, yeah. the, the longer you can sort of make more room, which I think is cool. So that's a cool interaction. Um, I hate that my raid leader makes me do all the first clears with that thing. Um, so I can't actually heal. I'm like running around. Spraying. Get wrecked. Um, I know it sucks. Um, but no, it's a, I think in general, there, there hasn't been a boss fight that I think I dislike. I just think for whatever reason, like full Volcross, however you say that Volocross, uh, super uninteresting for where it is in the raid. Like yeah. it's like a third, fourth boss. It's just, it feels like almost, I feel like Norroot more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Then Vol- Volcross, like this Volcross, is Narwood's a really cool first boss. So Volcross is like, I mean, it, it's kind of clearly intended to be this. You must be this tall to proceed kind of fight. Um, yeah. Basically, everybody we've seen go through it so far has so much gear that mm-hmm. they obviously are. And like heroic for people that are at our level, completely trivial. Yeah, like we didn't even get halfway around the platform or something. It was we had like a three minute kill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then on Mythic, though, there's a real question of like, would we be able to make the DPS check with the gear that we have right now? And the answer is a resounding maybe, right? Yeah. Like if we go in and we kill Ahira, then like Instant Dollars killed Volkaros with less gear than Liquid or Echo because they didn't do that kind. Of, they did some splits, but they did not do. Th- 30 yeah yeah yeah. um and they killed it with like 30 seconds left on the enrage so it's pretty good um are we as good as instant dollars probably not but you know that at least says maybe we could uh squeak into a a kill at enrage uh so it's one of those things like for us for me like i'm doing a lot of prep after the podcast today to to get stuff ready for tonight Still got to do healing cooldowns uh, for Mythic and uh, potentially do some revisions of our healing cooldowns for uh, Heroic Firek. Um, nice. But like the focus for us is is primarily on getting Heroic Firek down. Like, yeah, everybody's told me, oh, it won't be that bad. I'm not taking no, the bait. I, yeah, I have a, we have a couple people who play alts and like they did like normal Firek. I think one did heroic and gave us some notes back and like yeah. it's it's basically like what the notes that we got is like it's essentially everything's fairly easy until the final phase yeah. and then the final phase where it ramps up and then it's like right you have to play essentially a five six minute fight or actually maybe they said seven but like you play like a six minute fight to get to the hard part yeah and then you wipe yeah and <laughs> so like that's, that's like the, that's the nerve-wracking part for us we, we're saving bloodlust for the final phase um mm-hmm. for that reason uh, basically, the notes that we got from from friends of the guild is that the only reason to lust phase one is if you're not going to hit the seventy percent force push. Like when the boss hits seventy percent HP, he pushes out of phase one. So it's very similar to Sarkareth in that way, where like Sarkareth mm-hmm. it, on heroic, it didn't really make sense to lust phase one because you were going to just hit that checkpoint and yeah, force transition early. Mm-hmm. Um, sim- similar deal with with Firek. So, like on Mythic, you saw people lusting Phase One because it was just like the best time to use it. 
because of the gear you were progressing it, you weren't going to force push the boss early. I know some people did by the end of the uh, by the end of farm, but not us. It was a very high yeah. bar, and I oh, I yeah. suspect Firek may be similar. You may still see a phase three lust on Firek though, just because of how much phase three ramps up, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely maybe next week talk a little bit about it. Cause I haven't pulled even on normal fire X. So, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm excited to, yeah, it's seasons back. And then, I mean, maybe we step away from the raid a little bit. Um, I have done more mythic plus dungeons this season already than I did all of last season. Oh my by God. The way. So I You're think ramping. I've done something like, yeah, which is like, I think I've done maybe maybe that's a lie. I think I did like I've done twenty five or twenty six dungeons wow. already this season. I don't know how many I've done. Um, and it's actually, so here's the problem. I'm having a good time, Emerson. <gasps> like I'm having fun. Oh I would say God. other than the only so there's two dungeons and one of them is always going to be bad and one of them is going to depend on my tank. Okay. So one of the bad ones depends on the tank is black or cold. Yep. And it's that stupid spiral staircase yep. with the spiders. And oh, I, the I had spiders. Run. So I had a run where a tank was like, I'm just going to run to the top. Doesn't say anything. Gets 50 stacks of debuff and there's like heals. And I'm like, I dispelled you once halfway up when you had 30 and almost died. And you kept going. <laughs> then you got another 50 and you fell over. Like, yeah. And he did it. I'm not saying he, they did it twice. And so that, at that point, I'm yeah. like, can we just go slower? Yeah. And that was slightly annoying. Um, but that's a that's a tank issue. I think we that was one of the runs. It was rough. Um, but the, the, the gauntlet in throne of the tides yeah is absolutely horrid like horrid like i don't i still don't know how to do it without like dying like i I've, haven't I've been with a group and like i've pugged a lot of thrones actually didn't do too many guild runs in throne but like the only groups that i've seen do it well is like the ones where like they intentionally like kill the big guy move to the next piece kill the big guy like not other groups sort of just and they we stay pretty tightly coupled so we don't pull extras in after yes. we get past that part yes. where they spawn um, but yeah, most times it's like you get to like 18, 20, 30 stacks, hit revival, clears a debuff's great, or I'm just slamming to spell on cooldown. Yeah. <laughs> like, trying to keep people it's, healthy. So, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, the I thought you were going to talk about the other staircase in Black or Cold, the one with the bats. Oh, no. Well, so to be fair, same tank also killed us there where they ran to the top and I, then all the bags. I've tried I've tried a few different things because running to the top was was how I did it in Legion. Yeah, that's how you did it. But also, I think one of the differences between Legion and now is how much free, how powerful the free cleave was. Um, yeah, like we're we're out of the target cap era, but everybody does like split cleave kind of deals. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas in Legion, those bats just evaporated like oh, there was never any up yeah. like the thing you were concerned about was the big guys um you, yep. you just needed to get the kicks on the fell frenzy and everything was fine um that is not the world we live in anymore do not run to the top um no that that was actually was really like that's the staircase that gives us trouble uh oh, okay. because sick bats uh is unkickable unstoppable uh and the bats murder people <laughs> like if you oh, get yeah, sick bats no. on a melee they're dead yeah um yeah, like instant instantly turn and like just yeah. yeah if you have any more than like even like three or four bats up, yeah. like the person and, and the, dead, like... the frequency that they spawn is just like not not very likely that they survive so 
ranged though ranged have an easier time because ranged have the opportunity to run away exactly um yeah so those ones we hit them with slows and you know binding shot and you know ring of frost and ring of peace and that kind of ability and you can play around the the sick bats there but if it if it goes on again if it goes on the melee like maybe they see it coming and they're a rogue and they could like you know harpoon or whatever it's called out uh, yeah, 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 and maybe they can't. Who knows? To be determined. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's been, but it's been fun. I mean, every dungeon I've done has been has been enjoyable, and I think honestly, I think it's probably because like Mistweaver as a healer in Mythic Plus has so many tools to deal with, like the group taking a ton of damage yeah. nowadays. That like it's just it's funny. Like I didn't realize like having not played Shaylin's Gift a ton, which is the um like the ability where you get like a cloud every couple seconds. Yeah. Uh, but in Mythic Plus, you you play not you, the the choice node you take is one where makes the clouds spawn quicker. I didn't realize how fast it actually is because like I would like get to ten, hit you know heal the group from an ability, and then like maybe thirty ish seconds later, be like, oh no, what am I going to use here? And look down, and I have ten stacks again. I'm like, well, I'm just going to top the group again. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm straight chilling here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been it, yeah, it's been it's been fun to play around like some of that stuff, which I I did. I mean, to be fair, I sort of jumped out of mythic plus super early last season so yeah um, but i've been having a blast yeah so. i've been doing just an absolutely ridiculous amount of keys too um i i wasn't sure what i was going to play this tier uh mm-hmm. going into it so i actually i've probably done 40 keys but it's split across three characters um ended up deciding <laughs> nice. thursday morning i'm just a blood main this tier uh we have a uh nice. one of our healers is Mistweaver. And unless they gut it midway through the tier, like we're probably playing a Mistweaver on basically every boss, even if we had another bo- uh, another um, physical debuff. Yeah. So it's it's just like uh, also mass grip and grabby hands on Thyrek look really good, very good, very good. Um, and Flood DK is built like it's just built it. You don't die. Yeah. In rate, you just don't die. It's <laughs> you. You have to work so hard to die right now. Like at least in that's awesome. At least in Vault of the Incarnates, right? You only had Purgatory to rely on as like a cheat death, get mm-hmm. out of jail free card. So if you were greedy and you purged, you could die. It, and it, it was very practical to die. We have uh, an actually good cheat death trinket. Probably the best cheat. Actually, we should maybe talk about that at a later point. But like, probably the best cheat death trinket that has ever been in the game. Oh, nice. Just like when you trigger it, it heals you. Just like full heals you. Mm-hmm. After giving you several seconds of immunity, you're stunned and rooted during the immunity. But like two seconds, like you're stunned, but you also don't take any damage. Seems pretty good. Then you get full healed. Mm-hmm. And like 10 seconds of 20% DR against whatever killed you. That's really good. And like, th- uh, I think my current one has 3,600 haste for 10 seconds. Jesus. All right. Seems pretty dope. Like the, the only thing, I don't think it has main stat on it. I think that's the only mm-hmm. flaw with this trinket. Oh, no, I'm wrong. It does. Perfect trinket. Like the previous Perfect ones we've had, we're all like, "Oh, you get to cheat death," but it's got downsides. Like it would have stamina on it, or it would have yeah. uh, like the Kalethos one where it would kill your raid. 
uh, who yeah. do friendly fire damage, or the unusable one from um, Fate Scribe that they had to change because you would actually die and then be able to yeah. use it. But of course, when you die, it's already over. Like, f- yeah. you're done. Yeah, Fight's you're, over. Yeah you, lose, yeah, you lose everything. Yeah. Um, it's and just like, did we even have one in BFA? We might not have even had a cheat death in BFA. I don't think we did. Although I'm the worst person to ask. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think we had a cheat death than... in BFA. I can't remember one. If we did, it was terrible. Um, and then in Legion, Daggerhaft was a meme. That one barely worked. And, and <laughs> when I say barely worked, I mean, you sometimes just died, even though yeah, it was yeah. up and available. So nobody used it because you could just die anyway. God, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, hats off to Blizzard making good trinkets. That's solid. You know, we um, so you so you're playing Blood this year. Okay, yeah. okay. Yep, I'm on Blood okay. DK. Um, I'm a little bit conflicted still because like tank damage is raid damage, and yeah. Blood does less than other yeah. options. That's actually one of the things I was looking at is Prop Paladin. Prop Paladin is very, I would say, very skill testing in terms of how it mm-hmm. plays defensively. You have to be able to, you have to be good at rolling your cooldowns to uh, yeah. to live. Um, but if you can, holy shit, is it strong? I, I was, nice. okay, so we jumped in on Tuesday. We're doing keys. People are at like 15s, right? Mm-hmm. And I hop in my 425 prop paladin because I didn't play it last year. And it's nice. fine. Just crushing? That's just awesome. like timing keys. Like I, I probably awesome. have a timed key on my paladin where I'm eye level like 425. It's just like an 18 key. That is awesome. And some of that, that is, is like awesome. it only works if people are killing stuff fast enough that your cooldowns don't don't run out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know that I would have been able to do that in pugs, but we 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 were doing it it's so cool uh That's yeah awesome fun times fun times um nice um well i think maybe a couple topic, more though. things just some yeah a couple more, just some mythic plus stuff they did add i don't know if they did at a portal room this time instead yeah. of like having random portals around yep so i did want to say just real quick i think it's super cool um i kind of hope that this is the way they handle like if they're going to continue with this whole like mythic plus where like half the dungeons are older dungeons and half are from current content they do sort of a room because i i will say the old portals like it was annoying because they had what last season was like they had the three that they typically yeah. have but then there was that fourth one for black like what was it not blasted uh Lines, Aldemon, yeah. yeah, that was like out in the corner, yeah. like randomly in the. And that one actually, I didn't know that existed. That one actually is just like a permanent portal. It's not part of the season. Oh, is it not? Yeah, okay. it's it's for questing. Like there are quests that send you there. Oh, okay, um, I didn't realize that. And so I guess they were just like, oh, we already have this portal. We don't need to add another one, and then nobody could ever find it. I didn't know about it for the longest time. I'll say so. Um... I, but yeah, no, I definitely was, uh, like the the first couple weeks flew out there repeatedly before somebody told me about the portal. I also I also did that 100. <laughs> so, um, well, cool. I think that I mean I think that basically I mean we'll, we'll definitely be talking more about our progress. I think every week and sort of yeah. the race looks to be. I mean I don't know just to f- close the loop on this one. I mean Liquid just Vantist or not just but they Vantist uh, whatever the 
boss around tendril. now. Tendril. Yeah. Tendril. Um, so that to me that basically sends a signal that Firac lives through reset. So oh yeah, I see no yeah. shot. Like where they are on yeah, tendril. No. Like uh, let's just like uh, uh, I, I'm gonna. You know, pe- people can make fun of make fun of the the fact that like every time we do one of these podcasts, like they kill the final boss the next day before you even get yeah. the podcast uploaded. It's yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. The, the best on Tendril currently is is Liquid having gotten through Intermission Two, uh, which is a dragon riding phase, uh, mm-hmm. and sixty three percent. Yeah, so they have that's so high, I feel like. It is so high. Yeah. Cause that's through intermission two. Yeah. I guess there 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 isn't a fourth platform, right? It's still no. the three platforms. So yeah. You just like do loop through the mechanics of the, the third platform over and over. And I actually don't need like can we see how long that pull like their pull was to get to that point? Let me see. Uh let's do summary best pull. That was a three minute, 50 second poll. Jesus. So, and they're like one third of the way through it. So unless this is supposed to be a 13 minute fight. Yeah. There's gotta be something they're missing. Uh, That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. Um, But yeah, no, I think we'll, we'll see this race go to reset, get a reset of gear and then it it probably falls over, but um, we'll see. It's been, we will see. It's been, yeah. There's uh there's American Thanksgiving next week that they have to contend with. Yeah, Thursday. So basically Wednesday night they gotta be wrapped up or they're gonna hit Thanksgiving. Everybody's gonna be off. So um But cool, no, I think I think we'll see how the race goes. It's been, I mean, liquid, it's still liquid and echo right now. Uh, method though did kill Smolderon earlier, so like they're also doing some yep. some tendril stuff. So method is solid third place. I think it's cool for them. So um but yeah. We'll see how the rest of the race goes. Uh, hopefully, they don't kill uh, Firek tomorrow before you upload this. Hopefully I mean, too if they out, do, so. it will be one of the fastest end boss progs ever. It'd be it'd be another Xavius, right? It'd yeah. be like a Xavius type boss, yeah, which I don't which think Firek Fi- is. So they would have to find a way to cheese Firek and kill it before they like Blizzard realized. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like like this off tier. Like if you do this thing, the boss just doesn't do any more mechanics, and you can just exactly guess it. <laughs> you just win. Yeah. 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 Um, but cool. Um, all right. Well, that was our sort of progression thing. We're going to maybe switch back. There was a couple of news stories that came out that I wanted to go through yep. real quick. Um, just talked about a couple of things that, that old Blizzrad has done. Um, so first up is Blizzard came out with um, a new restriction on buying tokens, which basically is that if you have not used um, if you not used real money to purchase uh, game time, um, since 2017 you are not allowed to uh purchase a token um essentially so what this sort of i think is aiming to curb is because 2017 is really like that's what five six years ago six years ago Uh, yeah yeah so i mean the idea is essentially like this is this to me seems like something to curb a lot of the gold selling that's happening or the bot accounts were like what what i'm what i look at this i'm what i'm seeing is basically like a bunch of people create bot accounts for free and start maybe with like a single account with gold on it. And then basically the first like token worth of gold they they collect or they they farm up, they send to another account. 
And then that account has game time for whenever their main account gets banned. And then they can like move on to the next account. So they never actually spend money opening up accounts on, on Blizzard beyond maybe like the initial like license, right? Can you, it's you all can just turn tokens into BNET balance and buy game licenses with BNET balance. That's actually true. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah, so it's super easy. I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking of the game time aspect. Yeah. Of it. yeah, you're right. So I mean, like, yeah, so this basically sort of essentially a lot like tries to limit botters from being able to spot gold to keep their operation running yeah. and then also selling that gold essentially um good change I, it honestly affects probably almost zero people who are legitimately yeah doing this. there's a couple people in um, my guild that like i wouldn't be surprised if they actually hadn't spent money on the game since 2017 like the people who wow. you know came out of wad with tens of millions of gold from the garrisons uh, and then transitioned into doing sales and stuff pretty heavily while the sales communities were big in Legion and BFA, coming out mm -hmm. with tens of millions more gold. And yeah. then, you know, if you have that, you could just like pay your sub forever. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Token prices for a while were like 100K. So you yeah. do, yeah, you come out of, yeah, Legion. That's, yeah. Um, it's only a million gold to play for a year, which is wild. So, yeah. So that's like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few people that like you and I actually know that this mm -hmm. affects, but like the solution for them is just to like pay $15, 15 on a month yeah. subscription. Or I actually wonder if it counts like buying an expansion with money. Oh, it might. Yeah. Cause like You're right. the wow token to bnet balance conversion is worse than the wow token to game time conversion so like i wonder if you yeah. bought you know it with money you could use it uh but who That's, knows yeah. I, I think there are going to be like i said a couple people that are legit that get caught up in this just because of stuff like the wad garrisons and and sales uh but mm -hmm. like if you can't spend 15 dollars on it every seven years it's yeah. it's <laughs> it's just like it's kind of like you're playing the game enough if you're making enough gold to pay for your sub for that long yeah you probably owe blizzard at least 15 dollars <laughs> for, for the the enjoyment entertainment so no yeah um but yeah sort of restriction coming in this go this starts november 21st so um so on tuesday this week so that'll come in so um cool and then a couple of uh like interviews these are believe are either post or during or they're they're during blizzcon interviews that came out but um a couple of just highlights from them so one is preach uh sat down with old ion or ian as we like to call him um just to sort of yeah i think it's an interview it was a very interesting interview it wasn't sort of a typical sort of like blizzard oh what are you excited about you know functionality wise or what's what's out there um it was more sort of a, a like almost like a personal type interview yeah about like some like philo philosophical stuff. So it's a really quick read. I think it was only like a 20 minute video. Um, but um, I think the biggest thing to come out of this is like, I think Ian sort of mentioned that like this expansion and then going like it's currently Dragonflight and then going into um, the War Within and sort of the next sort of World Soul Saga, right? Um, he sort of talked about Blizzard like letting go of old stubbornness. Yeah. Um, which it, he gave a really interesting point, which I think is is interesting to people to keep in mind. Is like Ian, if people aren't aware, started at World of Warcraft, I believe, in Burning Crusade, like as a as a, like a developer on the team, and sort of slowly rose to the ranks from there uh, through every expansion. So he was around, and a lot of his early like discussions on how to design the game and like talk about the game were from the people that built the original World of Warcraft, right? right? And so like 
I think he mentioned that as he's become game developer, he sort of looked back on that feedback and those experiences that these are the tent poles of what Warcraft is. Yeah. And I think, I think Ian probably is a, maybe not the main source of a lot of the stubbornness in Blizzard, but as game director, he's owed something in terms of his philosophy to the rest right. of the team um, where they didn't want to change certain things like Warbands, big thing that he talked about. Like he is notorious for saying like you play a character and your character is your progression and like yeah. not an account of characters. Um, so yeah, it was interesting of you like talking about like, hey, we're gonna pull back, like reevaluate what makes an MMO in today's world. Um, and uh like he used the term letting go of old stubbornness, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. Um so we'll see. Um he talked about that starting sort of mid Shadowlands, which is where the covenant changes, I think, really started to come into play, right? And all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um so yeah, so um so yeah, there's that. And they also talked too about like trying to get to you know 18 month expansions um with the larger team which uh yeah, was the second part of the the news that we had as they did a forbes interview yeah um i know this one's a uh, Blue- bloomberg interview right oh bloomberg sorry yeah. i thought it was forbes yeah bloomberg um but with uh john height and holly longdale so the general manager and executive producers of warcraft so not just classic but all of warcraft talking about like yeah they've got tons of team like tons of brand new teams right um larger development teams um basically running three games in like sort of the mmo warcraft universe so um but yeah basically said like with all the new people that they've been able to hire new studios that they brought in um yeah they've gotten a large enough team now where they can sort of they feel comfortable with this sort of cadence of potentially getting to 18 month expansions um at least for retail and then still doing season discovery stuff in classic and like yeah. pushing, you know, cataclysm classic from like that perspective, which like season of discovery feels a little bit like, um, faded content from shadowlands, yeah. right. Where it was like a small group of people driving that forward, mm-hmm. uh, using existing assets and just like repurposing it for new ends. Um, the, I, a little bit of like a historical note in Legion, uh, the patch cycle that they kind of settled on was an 11 week patch cycle. Kind of an oddball mm-hmm. one, not exactly at the end of the month, right? But uh, 11 weeks is more or less what it boiled down to. If you look at the patches, you know, the initial launch patch, the patch with Trial of Valor, the patch with Nighthold, the patch in between with the Mage Tower, then Tumas Argaris, and so on. And you get 11 weeks per. Um, mm-hmm. And they never hit that again. Yeah. Like, BFA was not even close. Um, and... Yep. Shadowlands was a disaster. Yeah. Um, so Dragonflight, though, I think every eight weeks, like clockwork, we have had some so kind of major up. or minor patch for Dragonflight. Yeah. Yeah, which they've been really good at. It. And so we'll see if that, can, like, Blizzard has had a history of, like, that problem. Because they had the same, like, the Legion is a really good example of Legion, I think, was like that because they had so much time to create Legion because yeah. they stopped wads so early. Yes. Right. And so, like, they were able to leverage a lot of that extra time that they they sort of had from stopping wad to then turn into Legion. And then Legion was great. And then you see, like, them kind of losing it in BFA and then it falling off the rails in Shadowlands yeah. or, like, they just couldn't keep up with the case. Sh- so, Shadowlands does yeah. also have the, like, that's that's the development of Go Shadowlands COVID. Where, yeah. where COVID happened and they had to switch to work from home and everything. So, like, there's some amount of, like, grace we can give them for that one but also like maybe bfa was already behind they they weren't exactly coming from a position of strength there yeah 
No, yeah, that's uh, that is true. So no, I mean, I'm I hope they hit it. I mean, there's a ton of cool Warcraft stuff coming out. Um, I'm excited for season discovery, at least to mess around a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think it I think it's cool. Um, and then the only other final news piece before we get into ten two five was actually something I wanted to talk about uh, during the BlizzCon stuff, but I don't we didn't get to it. So this actually comes from one of the BlizzCon interviews um, with Morgan Day, my boy. And uh, one of the game producers, George Vel- Velov, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, but George. Um, and this is specifically on Mythic Plus, where they basically come out and say that essentially Blizzard, I think, moving forward with Mythic Plus is going to put less emphasis on affixes and more on the dungeons themselves, um, which I think is an interesting way of doing it. Because they've, they've already talked about like this season, there is no, is there a seasonal fix? Yeah, there's the, no, no there's no seasonal fix. There's no seasonal fix. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so there's no seasonal fix here. And so with Blizzard sort of going back and pulling in, which we, we would assume will continue into War Within, which is, you know, four dungeons in Season 1 of Mythic Plus from the current expansion and then four from past expansions. If they continue that, I think it I think it's a fine way to do that. I think there's going to be some affixes where they continue to maybe tune it a little bit so it doesn't become stale. But if their goal is to... Um, to like make the dungeons be the focal point and not the actual affixes, then I think it's cool. I mean, I think they talk about this too. Like they've redesigned a ton of Throne of Tides, which I was doing Throne of Tides blind the first time. I was like, it's missing some packs here. Yeah. Like the gauntlet's missing a pack. Uh, it's, mi- it's not just a gauntlet missing a pack. There's a missing gauntlet. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. It's not a gauntlet anymore. That's right. Um, there's a, there's a, they're missing, um, the run back now has eels that slam that you have to dodge when you run back from this. The yeah. I guess it's the second boss to back down. Um, I feel yeah, like there so used I mean, to be it's... new trash there too that spawned after you like killed the first boss. Yeah, and I, that's now it's just that's a run gone. back. Yeah, yeah. But like I could be misremembering that. But... It's been a long time since I've done throwing the tides. Like, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. The um, on the affixes note, I think this is a really interesting week to be talking about like reducing the emphasis on affixes the setup this week for those that haven't done keys yet is um fortified sanguine and uh incorporeal and i think it's actually the you know fortified you get immediately then you get incorporeal at like seven and then at 11 you get um sanguine something like that Mm -hmm. um and incorporeal i think is an affix that really has come into its own now that they've really fixed a lot of the early issues with it and especially let you mind control it like yeah the number of specs being able like just just mind control it and now it's a benefit for your group like obviously priests can do it death knights can do it and it's just like mm-hmm. a nice little thing that lets you turn like right now in dawn of the infinite right in galakon's fall there's the packs that just destroy the group with raid-wide damage and uh, having an incorporeal spawn is almost like, oh, yes, you know, we can mind control this. And now this pack is going to do 10% less damage to us by yeah. playing around that effects. And that's a like, yeah, we still have to deal with it. We have to take time to deal with it. It costs GCDs. It costs actual physical casts. Um, but it it feels a lot better than mm-hmm. uh, than a lot of the previous affixes. And speaking of a, a very old affix, one of the... Uh, what's it original? I feel like it's an original affix. Sanguine. Sanguine. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. They made two key ch- changes to it. 
that I oh, think so good, by the way. make it I love them. a lot better. Like it's gotten nerfed heavily over the years. Like going back to Wakerest Manor with Sanguine again has been an experience. Um, but there's yeah. there's two changes. One, the duration got reduced again. But they yeah. also made it so it no longer stacks. So previously... That's the biggest one. Yeah, previously yeah. if you had like a, a big lieutenant mob surrounded by like a bunch of small dudes and all the small dudes died and the lieutenant happened to just not move out of it instantly, you know, 2.5% HP back for every small dude that died. So if there's like, you know, five around it, it gets 12.5% yeah. back every second. Which is, yeah, which is massive. Yeah. Um, and it really has taken it from being one where like a mistake feels like you just wiped your key, right? Like if mm -hmm. you're fighting, you know, Matron Altma, who does that stupid thorns cast just like, all the time it is a real pain to make move ever um oh yeah and you happen to have pulled dogs onto her and like killed the dogs in in bfa she would be full health and you just like would have to wait a long time for the sanguine to go away before yeah. you could actually damage her again now it's like a dps tax you still don't want to do it like it, it you very much do not want to let mom sit in sanguine still um right. But it's it's doesn't feel like you've just thrown away your keystone if it happens. Exactly. Like you can yeah, I mean, we you did, can out DPS it. You can do that. I mean, like even like the duration of it's so much lower, yeah. which is awesome. The fact it doesn't stack makes it like easy. And like for me as a healer, like way doing a way crest this season and happen to be sanguine. Um it feels like you're not it feels again less punishing, which I think is good, but also like it also is, seems a little fair too. Yeah. Where like, hey, if like you if you don't move the mobs, of course they're gonna heal. That makes sense, right? Or if you like pull a bunch of little ads and you happen to like kite them in a huge line and you drag the big ad all the way through that line, like of course it's gonna get healed up because like you're just playing poorly. Um, but yeah, there, it doesn't seem like as awful when it like used to be permanent when they used to stack where you're just in waycrest, you're trying to pull as much as you can. You just have like literal just sanguine puddles everywhere and you have nowhere to move and it's just yeah it becomes an issue so yeah no i i think it's i think it's to be fair like doing waycrest other than the only thing that bothers me about waycrest is i don't know if you've gotten this bug where like if you zone in you zone in before like the second to last boss immediately <laughs> because someone didn't like reset the end like not even didn't reset it. it's like i think there's just a bug where you can like zone in down there um and the doors upstairs are locked so you can't get out like <laughs> earth back and then we got, I got it twice doing Waycrest. Um, That's wild. We, uh, yeah, it was awful. You can still pull things through the floor. We had one run uh, where we were out in the okay. courtyard. This is The courtyard is the, the worst place for this. But mm -hmm. we managed to, in that run, pull stuff from the basement while in the courtyard. Okay. Um, That's good. Great time. Uh, the, we, we, were at, we were at like 150% on this run, by the way. <laughs> because... Pulling the entire basement, not exactly part of the plan, but then we went out into the pig area and we're clearing that. Okay. There's. Did you know there's mobs above that? No, I didn't. Above the pig area? Yeah. Do you know? Really? Yeah. On the second floor? Yeah. Did not know that? No. Nope. Didn't did, know that. Did you know they also give literally 0%? No, that's awesome. <laughs> so they they got pulled from a from like we were, we were below them. They got pulled. They ran around. They pulled a bunch of other trash to us. Gotcha. We killed it, and half of it just didn't give any percent. 
That is awesome. That's hilarious. So yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's that sucks. That we didn't luckily I've not we have not pulled anything through floors. So we didn't get hit that in Waycrest. Um but yeah, no, it's been um I mean the Mythic Plus in general has been fun, but yeah, the, the affixes seem it's good that I think the focus will be on dungeons going back. Because like going back to Ever Everbloom has been interesting. Um I forget how hard like the mage, the like the mage mobs hit before yeah. the second to last boss. Like that was that was an experience the first time in there. So um even that boss right before that with the the the, the, the trio boss, a lot of raid, like a lot of AoE damage on the group there, which I wasn't yeah. wasn't expecting. So um but no, it seems seems pretty cool. So um but yeah, so that's sort of the I think the wrap up of news. The the other thing that came out this week, which I don't know how much we have about what 10 minutes left here, um, is they did announce 1025. Um, so they put out their announcement of 1025. Um, bunch of stuff in it. I think maybe we can hit the highlights because there's a couple of interesting things we'll say. Um, so we talked about this, I think, last time, but 1025 brings in dragon riding everywhere. Um, so dragon riding will be all over the place, which is cool. Um, it also brings back something called uh, Azerothian Archives, um, which I don't actually know what this is. I think it's like public events. Um, I don't actually know what that one is. I didn't. I didn't really. I oh yeah, it's based weekly, on the. It's a, it's a public event, weekly public event. Okay, okay. cool. So their their version of public events coming in. Um, there's additional story for Gilneas if you care, um, but the the uh, let me we'll skip that. So the next one, sorry, is Dragonflight Follower Dungeons, which I think is the most interesting one. Yeah. Uh, and then Dragon Isle Epilogues, which is like just story uh, additional up. story. Yeah. 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 But the, if we want to take a, a minute, maybe just talk about the the Follower Dungeons. Yeah. So. This is a really cool concept. It essentially uses the tech. If you've ever done the new starting zone, which is called, I don't uh, remember. Exile's Reach. Exile's Reach, thank you. The final step of Exile's Reach is to do a dungeon. Uh, and you do a dungeon with four NPCs that look like party members to you. Um, and so what they've done is essentially taken that tech, and now they've applied it to all of the um, Dragonflight dungeons. And you can do those as follower dungeons, where you can go in with a party, um, a party of computer players, and you can do it with four NPCs while you solo, uh, while you solo yourself. Uh, it seems really interesting. It seems like a sort of what they've been. You can start to see a theme here from Blizzard of like basically, essentially like allowing solo players to still participate in content. Yeah. Um, which I think is a is an interesting way to get people into the game. So that's it's funny. I was talking about this. This is sort of a larger, maybe meta sort of conversation, but talking to some of my friends who. A lot of the people that I play games with now, I started playing games with in World of Warcraft, right? Like that was the first game that we played online and, you know, had what, 15 or 18, 19 years later, we still sort of play games together, uh, the core group of us. But we haven't made many like new friends <laughs> like in games since then, right? Like, and even when I play games today, like a lot of the games that you play are like, if you into like Battle Royales, it's like drop in, drop out. Maybe you yell at your teammates for the 20 minutes you're in the match and that's it. It's not really like a longstanding thing. And even then, like, you know, Destiny 2, which I played a ton of, like, um, a lot of it's sort of drop-in, drop-out type stuff. Yeah. And so there's not a lot of, like, group play. And I think this gives people maybe... And sometimes people think that sort of group play is somewhat toxic, which I think, rightly so, I think in a lot of cases it can be. Um, I, to be fair, in leveling dungeons and WoW, I don't think I've seen it that much. But, I mean, to be fair, I haven't leveled in a dungeon in a couple of years. Um but yeah, this is a cool way, I think, to allow like solo players, once you get to max level, if you like level out in the world, don't do dungeons, to actually see some of this dungeon content and maybe like 
it, it sort of sparks that itch of like, okay, now I want to try this with real people. I want to try this on a harder mode where I yeah. can talk to someone. Yeah. Um, so a way to like get people to continue playing the game, but it's cool. There's, I'm, I'm all for it. So um, I think there's a couple of interesting elements of this. One is that we have the uh, zone kind of end cap quests where you need to go and do the dungeon. They reward a ton of experience, a really good piece of loot for you know where you are leveling. And mm-hmm. um, one of the issues is that you have to sit there in the dungeon queue. And you actually, people on those quests have a priority in the queue for those dungeons. So if you just individually queue for that dungeon, you have priority over other people <laughs> to get in it so yeah. you can complete your quest. Um, but even with that, like if you're a DPS player playing at weird hours, it can still be a pretty substantial queue time to uh, to get a group together. Um, the So there's that element of it. Like this gives you a way to just, as a solo player, complete those quests. It also allows them to actually, right now how they're structured, is they're optional. You know, mm-hmm. you get through, you know, no, uh, Onar and Planes. You get to the No Good Offensive story quest. And the dungeon to actually wrap things up is optional, which is a little weird, but it is because of the queue time stuff. They don't want you to have to literally sit there for 20 minutes before you can progress the story. Um, Final Fantasy, of course, bring it up. Final Fantasy uh, introduced this thing that they called Trust Dungeons, um, where... You have NPC followers that do the dungeon with you. They are the major characters from their storyline, which is not the case here. These are just randos, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that change in The War Within. Um, Makes sense. And um, they have part of the reason they did that is that their dungeons are on the critical path. You have to complete the dungeon to continue the story quests. Now, they've got some other stuff to make that more incentivized, like the fact that, you know, you can get. But basically, flight stones, uh, the equivalent of flight stones from doing uh, what's called a duty roulette of just like queuing into a random dungeon from any expansion to help people get through story quests. Mm-hmm. Um, and WoW doesn't have anything like that to help people get through those. Follower dungeons, I wouldn't actually be surprised to see this be a precursor too in War Within. Dungeons being on the critical path, you have to complete the dungeon to, to continue the story quest, and you can either do it with a group or you can do it with followers. The other interesting yeah. thing here is that this is basically making normal dungeons flex content. Because uh, this is an improvement over how Final Fantasy does theirs. Final Fantasy, you can only go in solo. If you use right. the trust system, you can only go in solo. With the follower dungeon system that's coming in 10 to 5, you can go in with between one and four players. If you go in with five, obviously you're not using followers anymore um, right. because it's a five-person group. Uh, but one to four players, uh, which does mean that like, if, if you are playing with you know, your significant other and you just want to play together and you don't want to deal with a group, you can actually do that. That's pretty good. Um, so yeah, this is on the whole, I think this is a good change. I think that this is a, a change that a lot of people look at and they're like, why? Right? Yeah. Like, they're already optional. You already don't have to do them. If you don't want a group, you don't need to do this content. But at the same time, making it accessible to people that maybe don't want to queue with randos, that mm-hmm. want to play multiplayer with their friends, but they've only got two people that are playing well with them and they you can't do a dungeon like that. 
uh, or maybe you've got two friends and you're all three DPS, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can, now you can do this. So. No, it's, I think I, like, I, I agree with everything you said. I think it's a, it's super, it's really fun. I think a really cool thing that they're adding. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I don't know if I'll be honest. I don't know if I'll ever actually do a follower dungeon. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, um, but it, if they're mandatory, Breck, yes. Breckenhide Hollow, it's getting to the stupid altar of decay for crafting. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's. I, I guess that's right. It would be good for that. Um, but no, I think. I mean, it's a really interesting feature, like something that wasn't. Again, I think we've said this a couple of times. Like this, this uh this podcast not on my bingo card for something like i think they'd even extend beyond like what it's used for today so um so yeah that's that's pretty cool um and of course with 1025 i think the other the other big thing is we will we will see some level of class changes um monk's got a a couple already um oh that reminds me sorry within the last uh, i know we're sort of at time at this point but one thing that what did come up for Mistweaver this week in live so not in 1025 i forgot to bring this in the notes oh. there was there was one bug fix we'll say to essence font um so previously essence font um was changed at the start of 10 uh 10 2 to only fire five bolts per second so it previously it was fires up to six bolts basically three times you got 18 total bolts right um what they changed is they they changed it to only five bolts per second but they kept it at 18 total bolts so you basically got five 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 three okay um so you got a random extra essentially three bolts um so they've essentially removed those three bolts from the calculation now it's only five 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 um so you lose two bolts cast time remains the same slight let's say overall healing loss but sort of makes it more intuitive into why the spell is like that yeah okay i think the main reason they did that we're talking internally but main reason is basically it's a mythic plus change for the most part um because previously we're losing one bolt anyway every time you channeled it didn't really make sense so this just sort of trues it all up so gotcha but yeah that was the one mystery change from last week that i forgot to mention so sorry yeah uh speaking of changes there's there were slight buffs to the brewmaster tier set that we forgot to bring up last week not really significant, like two percent. <laughs> I just like gotcha. It it happened. Minor, minor, minor. minor. Fair, enough, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I will say, like, I'm playing blood this tier. I'm gonna miss doing so much damage. Like, I went like my monk sims for almost 110k in last oh, year's wow. year. Jesus, um, that's wild. My DK sims for 85. Not as wild. Not, as, Not wild. as wild. I also can't hit those numbers yet. Like I, I have a Kazara log where I did 108k. Every gotcha. beacon crit, but I hit 108k. <laughs> uh, nice. My my DK is not doing those numbers, so I got to work on that too. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, but yeah. Awesome. Uh, that is, I think, going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it. And the other work that we do over the peak, over on the peak of serenity. Wow, I cannot talk. Uh, you can, you can do that over at our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Peak of Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best way to keep up with the state of the art, and you know, share tips and tricks about the new slate of dungeons that we've got, like how to do the Throne of the Tides gauntlet successfully. 
spoiler dying 30 times <laughs> spoiler take it slow use line of sight oh yeah that's true yeah that's true yeah uh also standing in the water spawns more dudes don't do that the more you know the more you know um but yeah that's a uh, that's a uh, that's gonna be it for the show today thank you all for watching and or listening and we will see you next week bye